0: Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, that only you can steal. My soul Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord God, for this time again in your presence. Lord, I come into your presence this morning
1: with boldness,
0: with confidence in my heart, that I receive mercies in your presence this morning. I receive grace in your presence this morning. I know that your love is poured out afresh upon me. Lord, I give you glory as I worship you this morning because you are a covenant-keeping God. I worship you this morning because you are Jehovah. I worship you this morning. You are Yahweh, and there is none like you. Lord, no one can do the things that you do. Indeed, Lord, you are a great God. You are a good God. And I bless and magnify you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, I worship you, Lord, just for who you are. Not for what you have done, but just for who you are. Lord, for your person, for how good you are. For how kind you are, I worship you this morning and give you glory. Be magnified, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we have come once again to learn in your presence. We have come this morning, Lord, to be blessed. We ask, Lord, uh, speak to us once again this morning. We ask, Father, Lord, help our hearts to retain your word help us to learn in your presence lord so much to learn from the book of job father help us to learn from the words that you have given us we give you all the praise in jesus mighty name we are prayed amen all right so let me say good morning a good afternoon good evening whatever time it is that you are listening to this i am morphy sharing devotion with you this morning we continue our reading our reading of the bible i'm telling you you are blessed when you read the bible but beyond reading the bible says that blessed are those who understand, yes, understand what they've read. It's blessed are the doers. It is not the hearers of the word alone that are blessed, but the doers of the word. I am praying for you that you will be a doer of the word. You will learn the lessons here, and you will make them your own personal decisions, your own personal expressions in life, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen all right we continue our reading yesterday we stopped on job chapter 8 builder was the one speaking and builder was telling job in essence job please repent you must have done something wrong calamity does not just come like that job you must have done something wrong so repent and god will forgive you so job will respond in chapter 9 and 10 and then we see job's finest friend Zophar, yes, Zophar speak, and in my opinion, and as you study the book of Job, you will know that he was the worst he was the worst of the three, the guy did not, didn't mean his word at all, he just gave it to Job, because he was obviously angry, I haven't had Job respond to Eliphaz respond to Bildad, and they didn't have anything to say to Job, he was already angry, and he just gave it to Job, okay, so we'll see his own response or his own counsel in, okay, in our third third chapter today, that is in chapter 11, and then we conclude this today on chapter 12. All right, please get your Bibles. Let's read together. It promises to be interesting, and so much lessons to learn from here. Remember again that a lot of times, you know, both all all the parties are not saying what is wrong it is just that they are misapplying the words okay so when someone says that for example God can do anything yes or God is the one punishing me in Job's case it is not that Job is wrong in an essence God can punish anyone But in this context, in what is happening in Job's life, God is not the one punishing him. God might have stepped out of the way, and I'm thinking Job understands that deep deep in his heart, that this cannot happen without God's permission, okay? But I think the big mistake Job is making is that he thinks that uh, this is from God, okay? If he just realized that, look, God just allowed this to happen and this was from the devil i think job's response uh, would be far far better so job chapter 9 then job spoke again Hmm. yes i know all this is true in principle but how can a person be declared innocent in god's sight and job is asking a very important question how can anyone be declared innocent in god's sight they are to rely on the blood of animals how can you be sure That your sins are covered. How can you be sure that you have not done something wrong? You remember, right? When Job would fear that his children could have done something wrong. And so he would sacrifice, bring a sacrifice to God on on their behalf to to atone for them. But I'm telling you, we are different. We can be sure. How can a person be declared innocent? Yes, we can be sure that we are innocent in God's sight because of the finished work of Jesus. Hallelujah verse 3 says if someone wanted to take god to court would it be possible to answer him even once in a thousand times obviously not for god is so wise and so mighty who has ever challenged him successfully i'm telling you no one without warning he moves the mountains and Job is really saying what God can do, okay? There's really nothing wrong in all of this. But it's just that he's, he's being misapplied. Without warning, he moves the mountains, overturning them in his anger. In his anger, he made them anyway. Six, he shakes the earth with its from its place and its foundation tremble. if he commands it, the sun won't rise and the star won't shine. Yes, if God commands it, it will be so. But we know that God bound himself with a covenant, you know, with the sun and the moon, with the constellation, that they will come, they will rise and set. Okay? And that it is proof that he is faithful. I wish Job would just remember this. He says that if he commands it, the sun won't rise and the stars won't shine. He alone has spread out the heavens and marches on the waves of the sea he made all the stars the bear and orion the Pleiades and the constellation of the southern sky he all he does great things too marvelous to understand he performs countless miracles yes job you're talking about my god (laughs) yes verse 11 says yet when he comes near, i cannot see him when he moves by i do not i do not see him go Job is just saying it as he knows it but I'm telling you in Christ we are different because in Christ we know uh, okay we see when God comes near we saw him come near when he died on that cross the bible says he took upon the form of a man and died okay died on the cross for me and you so yes we see him come near when he moves by I do said I do not see him go we see Christ the bible says rose again you know and and ascended into heaven okay so for us, we are different. In Job's time, the Old Testament, they might not. Job was correct. Okay? He was perfectly correct. Verse 12 says, If he snatches someone in that, who can stop him? Who dares to ask, what are you doing? And God does not restrain his anger. Even the mountains of the sea are crushed beneath his his. So, why God is powerful? Why, yes, the Bible sometimes talks about the anger of God. What you can be sure is that God's anger is righteous. Okay, God's anger is righteous. When God brings down punishment or judgment, you can be sure that it is just and it is righteous. Okay, so Job should have settled this one in his heart. Okay, that this was not from God this was the devil bringing this 14 says so who am i that i should try to answer god or even reason with him if i were right i would have no defense i could only plead for mercy and if i if i summoned him and he responded i'm not sure he would listen to me <laughs> job if he re- if he responded you will melt as wax <laughs> okay so just thank god that he didn't respond <laughs> At least in this in this in this time in the Old Testament, thank God that God did not show up, but in the New Testament when we call on God, He answers us. He answers us in Christ. I'm not, I don't know about you. There is such a great disparity, great void, big gap between what we have in the Old Testament and in the, in the New Testament because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. He is our advocate. So when we call on God, Father, what is going on? Why is this happening to me? I'm telling you, you are sure that your advocate is speaking on your behalf and he's saying, God, ah, this is your son. I plead for. For him, that's how I see it, and I am telling you, I have testimonies. 16 And said, and if I summoned him and he responded, I am not sure he would listen to me, for he attacks me uh, with a storm hmm, and and repeatedly wounds me without cause. He would not let me catch my breath, but uh, fills me instead with bitter sorrows. If it's a question of strength, he is the strong one. If it's a must, if it's a matter of justice, who dares to summon him to court? Though I am Innocent, my own mouth I uh, would pronounce me guilty. Though I am blame, I am blameless. It would prove me wicked. I am innocent, but it makes no difference to me. I despise my life. If these guys were listening to Job, okay, they would have just known that it was simply bitter. It's that simple. And who would not be bitter? after losing all your children losing all your property losing everything and now you are covered you know uh, with boys all over your body who will not be bitter okay so i would have been bitter like job okay but thank god that i am jesus hallelujah yes and you have jesus and so even though you are bitter you can be sure that there is an advocate pleading your case on on in in the presence of god verse 22 says innocent or wicked it is all the same to god that's why i say he destroys both the blameless and the wicked when a plague sweeps through he laughs at the death of the innocent job you are making a big mistake the whole earth is in the hands of the wicked and god blinds the eyes of the judges if he is not uh, if he is not the one who does it who is job is saying I, I'm looking at this my friends that I know are not righteous. I mean that I am ai am an I'm an Hebrew. I'm a Jew. I know that I am called I have a covenant with God and the one this evil is happening to and then look at all these Nehemiah and and, and 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 Eliphaz for example, you know, they are doing fine, you know God must really have blinded the eyes of the judge of the judges if not This not this one that are talking to me, they will be the ones suffering. You know, of course Job is speaking like a man. Verse 25 says, My life passes more swiftly than a runner. It flees away without a glimpse of happiness. It disappears like a swift papyrus, papyrus boat, like an eagle swooping down on a spray. If I decided to forget my complaint, to put away my sad face and be cheerful, I would still dread all the pain. For I know you will not find me innocent, Oh God. So Job knew something, that something was wrong. But I'm telling you, if God checks you out today, if you are in Christ, he will find you innocent. Did you know that? Yes. Uh, I'm telling you, if God checks you out today, because the blood of Jesus covers you and he is speaking in your life, speaking on your behalf today, if God checks you out, unlike Job, I'm telling you, God will find you innocent. 29 says, whatever happens, I will be found guilty. So what's the use of trying? Even if I were to wash myself with soap and clean my hands with, with lye, uh, you would... Plunge me into a muddy dish and my own uh, filthy clothing would ate me. 32 God is not a mortar like me, so I cannot argue with him or take him to trial. If only there was a mediator between us, someone who could bring us together. Yes, Job was really getting to the bottom. Yes, when you say the cocoa of the matter, the yes, what the real problem here is that there's no mediator. But well, you know that you and I have a mediator, right? Yes, Jesus is our mediator. He is the one who stands between us and God or stands on our behalf in the presence of God is our mediator, is our advocate, is our savior. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you praise this morning. Job said, Yes, if only there was a mediator, uh, uh, there was a mediator between us, someone who would bring us, who would bring us together. And I'm telling you, Jesus brings us uh into the presence of the Father who will bring us together. 34 says the mediator would make God stop beating me <laughs> and I would no longer live in terror of his punishment then i will speak to him without fear but i cannot do that in my own in my own strength yes you cannot do that in your own righteousness scripture says all of our righteousness are like filthy rags before god okay but in christ you can be sure that your righteousness god sees you as righteous hallelujah yes so let's move on to chapter 10 Hmm. Job will continue to speak. He says, "I am disgusted with my life. Let me complain freely. My bitter soul must complain." So yes, uh, this is the problem with Job. He is bitter inside, and I'm telling you, anyone can understand. My my bitter soul must complain. I will say to God, don't simply don't simply condemn me. Uh, tell me the charge you are bringing against me what do you gain by oppressing me why do you reject me the work of your own hands while smiling on the schemes of the wicked (laughs) the wicked are sitting here sitting right here in front of him Says, are your eyes like those of a human do you see things only as people see them is your lifetime only as long as ours Is your life so short that you must quickly probe for my guilt and search for my sins so yes job is making a mistake god is not the one searching for your guilt the one looking for your sin is the devil the one who thinks that hmm, if god just took away you know what you have took away your health you will sin against god it is the devil not god he says that you must quickly probe for my guilt and search for my sins although you know i am not guilty no one can rescue me from your hands You formed me with your hands, you made me, yet now you completely destroy me. Remember that you made me from dust, and will you turn me back to dust so soon, you guided my conception and formed me in the womb i'm telling you job is saying some fundamental truth god is the one who formed us in the womb i know that there are those who think that you know uh, what goes on in the womb of a woman until it comes as as a baby they don't count it as a child but i'm telling you what is formed inside the womb is a creation of god okay it's a life okay so when it's an abortion, for example, you are taking a life. David is saving sorry, Job is saying you guided my conception and formed me in the womb. You clothed me with skin and flesh, and you knit my bones and sinews together. You gave me life and showed me your unfailing love. My life was preserved by your care. And I'm praying for you, God will preserve your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. 13, it says, Yet, your real motive, again, making a mistake, your real, your true intent was to watch me. And if I sinned, you you would not forgive my guilt. I'm telling you, God is not watching for your sins. Is there someone listening to me this morning? God is not watching for your sins. God is not the way some people think. They think God does follows them about with a stick in his hand, such that as soon as they commit anything, he then smacks them on the head that they have sinned. No. God has better better things to pay attention to. God is not searching out for your sins. Actually, eventually your sins will find you out, okay? So God is not interested in your sins. The devil in the work is the one to do that instead, okay? God wants your righteousness. God wants your love. God wants your worship. That is what God is looking for. So I can just imagine, you know, when we are sinning against God, when we are doing things and it's like, you know, it's like when you have, you know, a BMW, you and then you are using it for kabu kabu or something like that oh no you know okay so maybe yeah, let me not use that in dubai you probably find something like that but you are using it you know below its capacity something like that explanation you're using it below its capacity that's how god is just looking at us and is wondering oh i wish this child you know will understand that this is what i created you for i created you for glory i created you to bring big praise that is who God is and that is why he created us. He says, Joseph said, he said that it was because you was to watch me. And if I sinned, you would not forgive my guilt. But I'm telling you, God forgives us. He finished it already on the cross. 15. If I am good, guilty, too bad for me. And even if I am innocent, I can't hold my head high. Because I am filled with shame and misery. And if I hold my head high, you hunt me like a lion and display your awesome power against me. Again and again, you witness against me. You pour out your growing anger on me. And bring fresh armies against me. See, Athene, why then did you deliver me from my mother's womb? Why didn't you let me die after birth? It would be and as though as I had never existed, going directly from the womb to the grave. I have only a few days left so leave me alone. So I'm telling you, Job is just, he's just complaining. Allow me to complain. Oh, I know that I'm going to die in a few days anyway, so allow me just complain. I'm going to go to God in righteousness anyway. And I'm sure Job knew that his children okay, died righteous because they were already covered by the blood. In, okay, his constant sacrifice and intercession on their behalf. See, I have only a few days left, so leave me alone that I may have a moment of comfort before I leave, never to return for the land of, of, the, of that and utter gloom and 22 says it is a land as dark as midnight a land of gloom and confusion where even the light is dark as midnight okay so job obviously making a fantastic error so this job's friend Zophar will begin to respond I'm sure yeah he's already angry Zophar is the, is the Nehamatite, you know he's already angry at Job this guy does keep quiet and stop ranting then Zophar does the reply to Job shouldn't someone answer this torrent of words is a person proved innocent just by by a lot of a lot of talking uh, should I remain silent while you babble on, when you mock God? Shouldn't someone make you ashamed? You claim my belief, are, my beliefs are pure, and I am clean in the sight of God. If only God will speak. If only He would tell you what He thinks. If only He would tell you the secret, the secrets of wisdom. For true wisdom is not a simple matter. Listen, God is doubtless punishing you for, la- for far less than you deserve. Did you hear so far? This guy's own interpretation of everything that is going on—that God was punishing Job, okay—and that God was not even punishing him enough. That if God actually punished him for what Job truly deserves, no, maybe he would have been grounded to dust already. He says, "No, God is doubtless punishing you, far less than you deserve." Seven, can you solve the mysteries? So uh, you see that the guy. You flip back to back to you no. Know, I'm telling you wonderful wisdom okay seven this is the truth you can can you solve the mysteries of god can you discover every everything about the almighty such wisdom is higher than the heavens and who are you hmm. and who are you it is deeper than the underworld what do you know it is broader than the earth and wider than the sea uh, if God comes and puts a person in prison or calls the court to order, who can stop him? if he knows if he knows those who are false for he, sorry eleven for he knows those who are false and it and he takes note of all their sins so this Zofa you're making a big mistake, you think yes, God knows those. Okay, it knows those who are false. But it's not because Job is false. He, God, yes, God takes note of of their sins. It's not because God has, you know, recorded Job's sins somewhere and is punishing Job for all of that. You will see it. Zophar will come out and say it. Job, you are a sinner. Mm-hmm. Let's go on. Verse 12 An empty-headed person won't become wise. <laughs> oh God, so far, this one was under the belt. No, that was unfair. Okay, Job is not empty-headed. He said, An empty-headed person won't become wise any more than a wild donkey can bear a human child. If only you would prepare your heart and lift up your hands to pray to him in prayer, get rid of your sins. You hear that? And leave all iniquity behind you. Zophar is saying that it is because you have sinned. Yes, Job. It is because you have sinned. That's why, you know, something. Yes, there must be something. You have committed a sin. That's why this is happening. Confess. Job, confess. Yes, that was what Zophar was telling Job. He says, and leave all iniquity behind you. Then your face will brighten. So, I'm telling you, what Zophar is saying is the truth. To some people... But not in this job case. Yes, I can tell maybe the sinner that get rid of your sin and leave all iniquity behind you. Verse fifteen says, then your face will brighten with innocence, and you will be strong and free, free from, uh, free of fear. You will forget your misery, and it will, it will be like water flowing away your life will be brighter than the noon day even darkness will be as bright as morning so which is perfectly true 18 says having hope uh, having hope will give you courage Uh, you will be protected and will rest in safety you will lie down unafraid and many will look to you for help but the wicked will be blinded ah this guy so far he says, but the wicked will be blinded. They will have no escape. <laughs> their only hope is death. Ah, uh-uh, ah, so far, This is too much. In other words, he's saying that Job is a wicked man. Mm. Job, you are a sinner. You have wickedness in your life. And that's why he's saying that you are blinded. And that's why you will not escape. Yes, he says, there, There's only their, their only hope is death. Eventually, you will pass on. And I'm telling you, this guy was. Uh, was he <laughs> let me not call him a complete fool you will see how god will how god will respond to him so that you will know that god will even use stronger words than that all right let's read chapter 12 and conclude this today then job spoke again hmm. and i'm telling you job inside is burning me a sinner me a wicked person me eh uh, i should i should confess and die hmm. then job spoke again you people really know everything don't you and when you die, wisdom will die with you. <laughs> yes, of course, Job is already angry. Well, I know a few things myself, and you are no better than I am. Who doesn't know these things you've been saying? Yet, my friends laugh at me, for I call on God and expect an answer. I am just, I am a just and blameless man, yet they laugh at me. So, yes, Job knew that it is not because I carry sin in my life, it is not because I am not a sinner. Yes, Job knows that one let's go on it says people who are at ease mock those in trouble they give a push to people who are stumbling but robbers are left in peace and those who provoke god live in safety although god keeps them in his power just ask the animals and they will teach you ask the birds of the of the sky they will tell you speak to the earth and it will instruct you let the fish in the sea speak to you for they all know that my disaster has come from the hand of god Yes, Job knew that this could not have happened. This has nothing to do with my sin or because I am wicked or like like Eliphaz said that I'm evil. No. I know that I am not evil. This could not have happened unless God allowed it. Yes, that was what Job was simply saying. Since for the life of everything, every living thing is in his hands, and the breath of every human being. I'm telling you, that is the powerful truth. The life of every living thing is in the hand of God, and the breath of every human being in his hands. 11, the ear. First, the words it hears, just as the mouth distinguishes uh, distinguishes between food. Wisdom belongs to the aged, and understanding to the old. But true wisdom and power are found in God. Counsel and understanding are is Job is saying fantastic truths. Okay, it's verse fourteen says, "Whatever he destroyed cannot be rebuilt. When he puts someone in prison, there is no escape." If he holds back the rain, the earth becomes a desert. If he releases the water, they flood the earth. Yes, a strength and wisdom are his. Deceivers and deceived are both in his power. He leads counselors away, stripped of good judgment. Wise, wise judges becomes become fools. He removes the royal robe of kings; they are led away with ropes around their waists. He leads priests away, stripped of status. He overthrows those with long years and power. He silences the trusted advisors and removes the insight of the elders. He pours disgrace upon princes and disarms the, the strong. He uncovers mystery. Eden in darkness. He brings light to the deepest gloom. He, br- he builds up nations and he destroys them. He expands nations and he abandons them. He strips kings of understanding and leaves them wan- wandering in the, in the pathless wasteland. They group, they group in the darkness without a light. He makes them stagger like drunkard. Wow. All right so we will continue tomorrow with joe's uh continued response to zophar i'm telling you zophar went too far yes you know that you went too far that was quite that was a bit under the belt so what can we take from our lesson today please don't be like zophar when people are grieving when people are mourning don't try to give a reason to why they are mourning Just leave everything to God. Like I said yesterday, just be there with them and comfort them. That is one. Number two, uh, Job says... Oh, I wish there was a mediator. And this morning, I would like us to celebrate our mediator. I would like us to celebrate our advocate with the Father, Jesus. Yes. So as we round up, we are going to praise him. Yes, praise him that we have an advocate with the Father, that we can call on God and God God will answer. Job also says something very important. You see, true wisdom comes from God. And that's the last point today lord give me wisdom give me true wisdom yes there's the wisdom that the aged old people have but true wisdom comes from god father give me wisdom today will you go ahead and begin to pray before we bless jesus father we ask for wisdom today in the name of jesus give us true wisdom Lord, to overcome the turbulent times Lord, to set forth To bring forth new solutions in our lives In the mighty name of Jesus Will you go ahead and begin to bless Jesus Father, we thank you for Jesus Thank you for our Savior Thank you for our Redeemer Thank you for our Mediator Jesus, we give you glory Father, we thank you for this precious gift Ah, Jesus, we declare that we love you We appreciate the finished work. On the cross of Calvary. Father, thank you so much. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Lord, as we go today, once again, I declare blessings in the life of your people. I declare you will succeed. I declare you will prosper. You will return with testimonies. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.